Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My company specializes in living a stylish and holistic life. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive from a well-designed life. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to design your best life through intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month to be inspired, transformed, and motivated to live your best life. Hey, hey everyone. Today's show is of great importance. Why, you ask? Because today I'm going to be talking with Courtney Carver of the 333 Project. What is that, you ask? Courtney is an expert in capsule wardrobes. I, as many of you know, have a book coming out, uh, Detoxing Clutter with Feng Shui. And one of the chapters that I touch on is a look at fast fashion and how it's not only destroying our planet, but it's also causing massive decision fatigue. You go into your closet, you have 5,000 things in there, and yet you have nothing to wear. Can you feel me on that? So, about two years ago, I heard from a good friend of mine who lives in New York this concept of a capsule wardrobe. I had never heard of it, and I had no idea what it was. Fast forward to today, and I have to say, it's probably one of the best ways to live. Uh, Today, Courtney, who I have on the show, is her motto is simple, is the new black. And I couldn't agree more with that because, think about it. Every day we have to make so many decisions and we're getting bombarded with so many things. We don't need more decision fatigue in our closets. Courtney is not only an expert in the capsule wardrobe, but she's been doing it for about six years and teaching others. She's been featured on the Today Show's website. She's been featured in O Magazine. She's been featured in many more other things. She is truly an expert. So today we're going to talk about what a capsule wardrobe is how you can start looking at your wardrobe in a capsule way, and things that you can do and tips and tricks to get you started so that you too can become the expert of a capsule wardrobe too in three months or less. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. Of course, I'm happy to. Sorry for the confusion about uh, the confirmation. I thought we were good to go, so sorry about that. Totally fine. Brittany is very type A, which is good because I'm very not. Um, (laughs) So she keeps me in line and everybody around me in line. So (laughs) I need need someone like her, actually. Yes. um, Yes. I'll just say yes. Everybody should okay. have, uh, I actually have a, a Brittany in my life and I have a Deborah in my life. And, and it's funny because when my uh, assistant uh, left two years ago and, and Brittany came on, um, my assistant said, well, yeah, I can teach him how to do the job, but I can't teach him how to manage you. <laughs> there you go. So I was like, oh, well, hello. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I mean, I think it's once you find people with such great qualities and character, it's really hard to replicate that. Right. So 
she's great because she's really on top of things and, and she um, has just a really good grasp of what we're trying to achieve and who we are as a brand. And, you know, that's why she's head of the marketing department. And um, she's just really good about staying on top of things. And like, if it's not right in front of me, like, I will typically forget about it because I have <laughs> so much going on on my plate and sure. I've got so many plates spinning and so I really rely on my team to say well what about this and do you remember this and did you get back to this person it's like oh thank god thank you for reminding me <laughs> yeah so that's great they make me look good but I make sure that they know that I appreciate that because you know uh they make me look very organized and on top of things they make me look <laughs> like really cool <laughs> So welcome to the show. I am so excited to have Courtney Carver on today. Hello, Courtney. How are you? Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Again, thank you for saying uh, yes to this. Um, I just uh, wrapped up the, the intro where I was introducing you. I purposely did not go on to, I did go on to the front page of your website, but I, I didn't want to go too far into it because um I am fairly new to the capsule wardrobe movement, so to speak. I had a good friend of mine, Angie Cho, on the show about, I would say, 18 months to two years ago, and she lives in New York, and she had, her and I are both um, feng shui practitioners, and she was telling me about this big movement called a capsule wardrobe. And I was totally playing along. I'm like, oh, yes, of course, of course. I'm like, what the hell is this capsule wardrobe? I've never heard of this. And so anyways, fast forward to now. Um, I have this book coming out in uh, the new year called Detoxing Clutter with Feng Shui. And I have written an entire chapter about fast fashion, what it's doing to our planet, what it's doing to our decision fatigue. And then, you know, my, my opinion is, is that the solution is, a capsule wardrobe. So I was excited when Brittany, uh, who works for me, brought you to me. I was so bummed out because you were here in Nashville a couple weeks ago and I happened to be in Sedona on a like a vision quest retreat, spiritual retreat. And I was like, oh damn, I'm going to be like, you know, getting spiritual while I would love to have attended. So I, I had her attend, but I really don't know a lot about you. I don't, um, you know, I'm really curious to learn more about this today. So before we jump all into that and jump into um, how you got to this place, tell us a little bit about how you are and how you landed in this world of the 333 Project. Sure. Well, and thank you for that <clears throat> nice introduction. And it was great to meet Brittany at the event at the Tiny Wardrobe Tour in Nashville. I think that's how... Uh, you and I got connected, which is fantastic. And I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to meet in person. But uh, Project 333 is a, a minimalist fashion challenge that I created for myself back in 2010 because my closet was so overwhelming. And I had been on this journey or quest to really simplify my life after getting sick in 2006. I was uh, diagnosed with MS after months of debilitating fatigue and vertigo. And it was really a wake up call for me to kind of take stock and look at how I was living my life and engaging in my life and what was working and what wasn't. And there were a lot of things that weren't working. 
Um, my schedule was always crazy busy. I had a lot of stress in my life and I felt like I was just going at this frantic pace. And so I really set out to reclaim my health and my life. And it was through simplicity that I was able to do that. Uh, but I backburnered my closet for a long time because I just didn't want to go there. I really liked shopping and having all the clothes or I thought I did, but the simpler other parts of my life became the more horrific my closet looked. Uh, so I decided to challenge myself to dress with 33 items or less for three months and see what enough meant to me. Uh, I felt like I really needed a, a challenge, uh, something <clears throat> that, <clears throat> excuse me, I could really learn from and figure out what I really wanted and needed in my wardrobe. And this didn't really start out as a, a capsule wardrobe challenge, but it turned into a, what I think will be now a lifelong capsule wardrobe for me. So that's sort of the backstory. So it's interesting that you said that one, you didn't want to go there and two, you thought you enjoyed fashion. Um, what I found in doing research for the book was that I found that a lot of women, they are, it was basically that same thing as that they think that they really do enjoy uh, the going out and shopping. But in reality, it's kind of therapy in a way for repressed emotions mm -hmm. that they don't want to deal with or they don't want to make a decision with right now. So they kind of put that in a little box and then they go out and they go shopping and they buy stuff that they don't need. And then the other thing I found so fascinating is that they would have closets and sometimes more than one closet full of clothes and still have this mentality of I have nothing to wear. Yes, it's interesting. The more I had, the more I needed. It was never enough. And there was always this message out there that I needed one more thing to complete my wardrobe. But that one more thing was never just one more thing. And I've learned over the past few years, you know, not only from my own experience, but being out and talking to women all over the place, uh, women and men, but mostly women about shopping is you're right. Uh, we do think, and I don't want to generalize here, but I've heard this from a lot of people, um, either a, we love shopping. We think we love shopping or it's just this habit. Like we use it to, to, to self-medicate when we're feeling down, we go shopping um, if we want to celebrate, we go shopping. If we're bored, we go shopping. And when I present this challenge to people, they typically resist. And some of the things that come up are, well, what will I do if I'm not shopping? Uh, and I think that in itself is a great reason to try the challenge because if shopping is your always your go-to, um, there might be something missing or something, another direction to consider. Yeah, and one of the, you know, the whole point of uh, me writing this chapter was just the fact that it added to the fact that my direction was that I'm trying to get people not to continuously add to their clutter. So whether they are shopping for clothes or something else, but they're adding to their clutter and then they're also adding to the clutter of their debt. So it's like this vicious cycle. And I agree that there's this societal pressure that you do always need more. And in comes that fast fashion where it's 
you know, constantly, it feels like it's every couple of months where it's that new piece or it's that new look or it's the new must have. And so there's the societal pressure that you have to have more, even though you may not really need it or think, gosh, I don't know how to put this together or how I'm going to wear this, but they're, you know, Vogue or whatever is saying that I need it. So they go out and they buy it and then they don't wear it. Right. I I know that was my my experience. I mean, I used to just constantly be buying new things to the point where I didn't even know what I liked to wear anymore because I was just buying everything. And I didn't even consider myself and probably still don't, you know, in that like shopaholic uh, range. But I'd always just be picking up something new here or there. And for the holidays, for instance, I would always need a new dress for a new event. Uh, And for the past uh, now it's been a little, a little more than six years that I've continued to dress with 33 items or less every three months. Um, I, I feel gratitude for what I have instead of that constant need for something else, because I've realized that dressing with less is actually easier. It makes my morning so much better, less decision fatigue. I know you had mentioned that earlier, uh, in terms of not only, spending less time looking for new things uh, or watching for sales or going through that whole process, but also about what to wear. Like I get to pick from my favorite things every day instead of going through a ton of closet chaos and not only, you know, sorting through all those bad purchase decisions, but clothes that made me feel bad, clothes that didn't fit my body, clothes that didn't fit my lifestyle you know, I didn't realize how overwhelming that all was until I put an end to it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that I I feel that um, there is a level of shame or guilt if you have items in your closet that you have not worn that maybe still has tags on them or maybe you've only worn them once, then you tend to hang on to them for all the wrong reasons. So, you kind of know that you're probably never going to wear it again, but those feelings and emotions behind it make you hang on to it. But then you buy more. So I think it's interesting, um, this whole idea of doing more with less, because I feel like along with the societal pressures that we have to have more, we're also led to believe that we do have to have a new dress because it's a new event or something like that. We actually just did um, last year... Uh, I had won an award, and so I spent, which you were just talking about, I spent close to four weeks looking for the perfect dress. I was like, it's an award ceremony. I'm I'm winning an award. I have to, you know, I'm an interior designer, so I have to go up there, and I have to look the part, and I have to be in something that nobody's ever seen before, and I have to accept this award with, you know, this amazing dress and pair of shoes, and The dress is amazing. I have worn it, you know, a couple more times, but I realized we were up for the same award this year and I started the process again and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear the same exact dress and I'm okay with that. And we ended up turning it into like, um, not really a publicity stunt, but we made it a point to let people know, look, we know that I'm wearing the same exact dress to the same exact award ceremony and I'm telling all the women out there who follow me that this is perfectly okay. There is no shame. There's nothing wrong with doing this and you're 
saving a lot of things. You're preventing clutter, you're preventing debt, you're preventing, you know, harm to our planet, and you're avoiding, you know, the decision fatigue. So it's perfectly okay. And I was actually prepared to get a little bit of back, uh, backlash from people. And I was really surprised at how many people were like, we want to know more. Like, what is this capsule wardrobe thing about? I've never heard about this. I'm very interested in it. So it was very timely when you popped up and, and you were coming to Nashville. I was like, oh, this is good because, you know, people are starting to really talk about this as opposed to two years ago when I had first heard about it. You know, it was out there, but I didn't feel like it, a lot of people were talking about it. Sure. I think it's great that you did that and especially that you brought awareness to it. But I suspect if you hadn't mentioned that you were wearing the same dress, most people would not have noticed. Yeah. It's really our our own uh, fear that people are watching us all the time or judging or noticing that gets in the way. And the only reason I know this is that when I started this challenge, uh, I was working full-time in advertising sales for magazines. And I was dressing with the same 33 items, including clothing, shoes, accessories, and jewelry for three months, working full-time, going to meetings, going to community events, holiday parties, nobody noticed. Interesting. Nobody <laughs> noticed. I was like, wait, no, everyone's not paying attention to me? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so it was very eye-opening and really such a great relief uh, to know that I, it was permission just to, you know, again, wear the clothes that best fit my body and my lifestyle, my favorite clothes clothes that allow me to um, experience the world in the way that I want to experience it. And by removing that whole segment of my life, you know, what am I going to wear? Where's the best sales? What do I need now? I can really be focused on things that matter to me. And surprise, it wasn't fashion. It wasn't clothes. Well, I think you that's such a good point because I think that we have really lost ourselves. We feel like we do have to be busy. We 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 are getting ourselves so caught up in things that don't matter. And I you know, I've heard people say, "Well, what am I going to do if I I don't have time to go shopping or I don't go shopping?" And it, to me that just that breaks my heart. It's like, "Oh my god, I could just start a list right now of all the amazing things that you could be doing that could be feeding your soul and, and giving back to you in really big ways so that you're operating on a full tank, you know, versus thinking that you have to go out and buy more stuff. Um, I think it was Jack Canfield that said it. it it's an old quote, but he said something like, when you're in your 20s, um, you're just totally self-obsessed and you think people are paying attention to you, but you're so self-absorbed, you you know, you're you're like thinking that you're under a, a microscope. And then when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're so completely consumed with kids and life that you're not even paying attention. And he said, by the time you get to your 60s, you look back and you realize nobody gave a shit because they were too focused on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's such a true, true quote. You know, we get so worried that we are under a microscope and that people are going to notice that we're only wearing, you know, 33 pieces. And, and you're right. Nobody ever notices. So, yeah. And I should say there's no magic to the number 33. Uh, it, it works for me. But for other people, that number might be 29 or 37 or whatever it is. Um, but it's really about kind of making some boundaries for yourself and experimenting and seeing what does work best for you and your lifestyle. Yeah, I have found my 
my sweet spot is 50. Um, I didn't realize, even when I was talking to Angie about what a capsule was, I didn't realize that I was already living that way. But I had gone through a divorce, and so this divorce turned my life upside down, and so it forced me to have to simplify. And I feel very comfortable and happy with the 50 because most of the things that I have, like I was, uh, before we hopped on the this interview, I went up and I counted my jeans, and I have 10 pairs of jeans. However, seven pairs of those jeans are 10 years old or older. You know, some of them are from like the the early 2000s. So I feel like, um, and a lot of my sweaters are 8 or 10 years old as well. So I feel comfortable that, you know, I'm not contributing to my clutter. I'm not contributing to my debt. I'm getting my cost per wear, so to speak, out of them. And they are pieces that I truly love. So, but I, I do have, I think it's actually close for like 51. And I don't include my workout clothes in that number just because I work out a lot. But like my core pieces, it's about, it's roughly at about 50. So I That's think- great. I don't include workout clothes either, uh, nor do I encourage people to do that because that is separate. Uh, the only caveat I have on that is that your workout clothes have to work out. So if your yoga pants are seeing more uh, errand running and grocery shopping than yoga, then they have to count. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, mine are, mine are pretty gross. But yeah, we, I, uh, I usually go to yoga and I, I usually go to the gym and sometimes twice in one day. So I will change. But um, I agree. I think that if they are a part of your everyday, then that needs to be a part of your everyday wardrobe. Um, so if somebody is interested in this idea um how does one go about letting go of their current closet you know most women have closets stuffed to the brim um you know it's all and i think that's another societal thing like if you watch any of those shows like on hgtv like the new home buyers it's like oh well the big closet's mine because you know i have tons of clothes and it's like this uh stereotype of women you know the men get the little closet and the women get the big closet and it's perfectly okay um how do you tell someone to start paring down and start getting rid of what they have and what does that look like i mean is it okay if it takes them a couple of months to get there or what does that typically look like when somebody's starting to get down to the idea of of getting a capsule wardrobe well here's what i recommend i think that there is a way to do this where you can eliminate the fear of what if I get rid of everything and it's not enough or I regret letting go of things because there is a lot of fear wrapped up in getting started, which can sometimes prevent people from starting at all. So I say approach it like an experiment. And instead of getting rid of the stuff that's not working, box it up and get it out of sight for a few months. And what happens when you do that is you have a chance to, A, figure out what it feels like to walk into a closet with only 30 pieces hanging or 33 or whatever your number is and see how that feels and works, but also so that (laughs) you can separate yourself um, emotionally and physically from the excess And so all of the items that you decided to box up and set aside, after a few months, how you feel about those items really changes. I really noticed a big difference in items that I saw every day that I had 
guilt around, for instance, versus a three-month separation, I could really look at it with some perspective. And I didn't feel the guilt or the emotional attachment anymore. So I could make a decision based on just does this piece work in my wardrobe or not? Um, most of the stuff I set aside, I didn't care about anymore by the time the three months rolled around. So that would be step one. And so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I would say is that it's really, I think it's just really important to to have fun with it and to be curious and not to think of it as a sacrifice or a chore. Really have fun with it, but take stock. Look at everything that you have. Get rid of everything you're not using for a while and just work with a smaller selection for a few months and see how that goes. And do you recommend the box that they set aside, you know, once they open it up three months later, do you just recommend that they donate those items or what do you usually tell people to do with them? I recommend revisiting them at the end of the three months or whatever time you set aside for yourself. And at that point, yes, donate the items that you're not using or bring, you know, rotate some items back in. And then at the end of the next three months, revisit. It probably took me about two years, two or three years of, you know, coming back every three months and letting more go. So it wasn't an overnight process or even a three month process for me. But what was nice is that I still had that that empty, clear closet to work from um, in the interim. So what would then that be the next step for somebody who's listening who, say, has a full closet and they're about to go into hyperventilation because we're telling them to put, you know, <laughs> items into a closet and to pare down? Um, I think it's a great experiment. Oh, my gosh. Like, I just just knowing the simplicity of walking into a closet that only has a couple of things hanging and I just have a small little bookshelf that literally one shelf is sweaters, one shelf is jeans and one shelf is um, PJs. Like it's so simple. Um, but when you get to that point, how do you then start building the capsule? What do you recommend goes into that capsule or how do you put that together? Well, for the first three months, I suggest just working with what you already have, because chances are you're dressing with 33 items or less anyway, even if you have a closet full of clothes. But because of all of the excess, you might not be sure what your personal style is or what you enjoy wearing. Uh, but it takes three months of kind of wearing what you have to know what you like or don't like. And then each season, bring in items and experiment. So I don't have a certain formula, like you should have X number of dresses and pants and tops, because again, we're all different. Our bodies are different, our lifestyles are different, and we deserve to dress for that. Um, for me, it usually ends up being probably uh, four to six bottoms, so a mixture of pants and skirts, and then tops. Uh, and maybe four or five jackets, uh, anything from a blazer to a lightweight jacket to a heavier coat in the winter, um, a few pair of shoes. I usually have uh, four or five pair of shoes in each collection, um, a scarf, a purse, a pair of sunglasses, um, and then 
I kind of build around there. So I might have more jewelry in the summer versus the winter because I want some warmer pieces in the winter. Uh, and that's another thing to bring up. Seasons vary from person to person. So you may need more or less depending on that. Uh, but it really makes a big difference when you craft it yourself instead of going by a specific, you know, this is what they say I should wear, so I'm going to wear this. I mean, that's kind of been how we got in trouble in the first place. So if we can really define for ourselves what is working based on our experiments, I think we have something that is much more sustainable uh, and enjoyable. Yeah, and I, location I think is important and then also what you do. Like I work out of the home. A lot of my uh, colleagues work out of home. So um, we. I don't feel like I need quite as much because I may only go out into the field two or three times a week. I'm not going to an office five or six days a week. So I think it depends on what you do for a living and how often you go out. Um like you were saying that you were in marketing and, and you were doing the 33 pieces and nobody even noticed. So, Yeah, and one thing that really helped me with that while I, when I was going into an office on a daily basis uh, and to meetings and seeing the same people over and over again, you know, to have the work clothes and the play clothes, have that work within the 33 pieces, is that I dressed up my play clothes just a bit and dress down my work clothes just a little bit, you know, not so that it was noticeable to other people, but just so that I could have some more crossover pieces. That's a great tip. How successfully do you think people are with this when they try it? I think they're enormously successful. It's been such an interesting process to watch because uh, typically what I've noticed is that people hear about the challenge and they immediately resist and say, that's crazy. She's crazy. I could never dress with 33 items. And then they think about it for a while. And usually within, I think it takes sometimes six months to a year of hearing about it a few times. And then they try it. And almost every time they say, why did I wait so long? Uh, so where this started in 2010, um, I wrote about it on my blog for the first time, uh, 100 people joined in, which was really cool because I had this great support system right from the get-go. Um, but now, six years later, uh, tens of thousands of people have tried this uh, from more than 80 countries. And it's been remarkable to hear the feedback that you know, not only have they reduced their closet chaos, but it's been a really great opportunity to reduce uh, clutter and chaos in other areas of their homes and lives. So it's really a great first step into simplicity. So, I mean, really, this could be available to anybody who's willing to just try it and experiment with their own closet to see how they can accomplish this. And I think it's great that you're saying that they, you know, could really use as much time as they need to figure it out, like what that looks like and, and how long. Um, I think a lot of people think that it's like, oh, if I do this capsule wardrobe, I have to start it all today and I have to figure it all out today. Um, and I like the idea that you're saying that we can take our time and kind of lean into it so to speak and and kind of figure out what that looks like and how it works for us without 
um, you know, still having a little bit of a tether to our clothes. They're just somewhere else, but it allows us to kind of breathe easy, see what our closet, what that could look like, what it could feel like without permanently, you know, just going out and donating the clothes right away, figuring out how it works best for you. And then you can start really building that true capsule without the tether, so to speak. Right. And I think it's important to know that there's no such thing as a perfect capsule collection. Uh, I've gotten that message a little bit too over the years. And I keep thinking to myself, wow, this is sort of the same thing I was thinking before. Like I need to have the perfect whatever, the perfect little black dress or the perfect uh, pair of jeans, but there's no such thing. So it has to work for you. And the way that you figure out what works for you is by being curious, by experimenting, by having fun with it and not pressuring yourself to have like the, the right thing on day one, just give it time to work. Uh, and it does. So one thing that I've noticed is, uh, in doing research, I saw that there were a lot of suggestions of like what a capsule wardrobe could look like. I did find it helpful. Um, but what a capsule wardrobe could look like. But one thing that I thought was kind of a fail was that a lot of the posts that I was reading about it was, um, I didn't feel like they were being true to the capsule concept because they were saying add particular pieces um, each season. So I wanted to get your take on that. When you put the 33 or however many pieces together, um, not that there should really be rules around it, but how often should people be adding to the collection or changing things out, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question and great point to bring up because there are a lot of recommendations, um, very helpful suggestions out there, um, good visuals, but there is also that segment of um, recommendations that are, is just encouraging you to shop more. Right. Which it, I uh, don't subscribe to that, and I do like having some rules around how I'm dressing only because then I don't have to think about it. You know, I think sometimes when we create these boundaries, our interests and passions in other areas become boundless because this is one area. Now I don't have to think about it. So for me, every three months, I reassess for the next season and I take out the clothes that might not be appropriate for the next season and bring in from my, like I have a Rubbermaid container of clothes for off season and i go sort of shopping in my own collection and bring those items back. If I need something or a couple of things, I'll make a list of what I need and I'll purchase those pieces. I may shop um, for a new season uh, twice a year. So it's not every season and it's not uh, 33 new pieces every three months for me either. Uh, typically, I would say 20 pieces carry through to the next season. So again, it's, it's going to be a little different for everyone, but I don't think you need new things for every season to make this work. So what is your thought? Because a lot of the things that I was uh, finding was that there was that ideal where you can add to it, like if you need t-shirts or tank tops or more of the basics, those would be things that you could purchase. Um, again, not necessarily that there's rules, but there are certainly some articles out there that uh, claim to be more rules. But um, 
what is your thought on truly investment pieces of, you know, instead of spending, say, $100 on a jacket, you spend $500 on a jacket and carry that through for five to 10 years? That's going to be uh, an individual decision. I think, yes, spending more uh, on quality pieces is going to help them last longer. Uh, I don't know if it's $500 for a jacket. I haven't spent that much on a jacket, and I have pieces that I've been wearing for many, many years. Um, but I do take better care of my clothes now that I have fewer items. So I wash everything in cold water. I line dry most everything. Uh, I, I don't find that, and now I should say I don't shop like $5 t-shirts, that kind of thing, things that are wearing out really fast, but I'm not on the, the higher end of the spectrum either in terms of spending a lot of money on a piece because I want to be able to wear it without feeling like if I spill something on this, I'll be Cry. horrified. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good point because, uh, like most of the jeans that I have, I, I, I mentioned earlier, I've had. I remember I had a uh, a wardrobe consultant out here last year uh, for the award ceremony, trying to get me to, you know, help me with my dress, so to speak. And and she was just like, "Oh my God, those jeans because of the pockets and because of this, because of that, and because of this, these are so outdated." And I'm like, "Yep." these ones are 12 years old and yep, these ones are eight years old. And I'm like, I am totally okay with that. So, but I could see where that kind of peer pressure of, oh my God, they're totally out of season, you know, but a lot of those jeans that I have, I mean, they're all under 150 bucks. I mean, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot on them, but the sheer fact that some of them I bought, I, I mean, some of them I specifically, there's a pair that I bought from Banana Republic in 2001. I mean, I remember that. I remember paying cash for them and I remember, I don't know, they were like 90 bucks or something and they were on sale and and I was you know I was like oh my god who spends $90 on jeans because at that point I'd been wearing Levi's but I still have them today and I still wear them and I agree with you I think that if you can take those core pieces and spin them like you were saying if you are at work you dress it up if it's casual you dress it down um there is a little bit of an art to that, but I think if you can figure that out through scarves, jewelry, and your accessories, it works. And I feel like if you can really bring to it that level of confidence and that artistic vibe, it works and it looks beautiful. I don't think it has to be, quote unquote, oh, it's the, you know, the latest thing. Sure. And I think there's always going to be some level of that peer pressure or the marketing message that we need more or whatever it is, those outside influences telling us that we don't have enough or don't have the right things. And so it's up to us to discern what is right for us. And the more comfortable we get by proving it to ourselves through these experiments, uh, the easier it is to just kind of smile and let those messages pass by because they will still keep coming at us. Uh, but we can handle them with, I think, less pressure, more grace, and just be happier with what we already have. I would agree with that. I think that a lot of it is just the pressure that, you know, women, especially women, I think they feel like they do have to have more and they have to keep up with that. Um, so 
I feel like we've touched on some really key points here, but for somebody who's listening, why would they want to consider a capsule wardrobe? Why would they, you know, it seems like such a simple question with a simple answer, but what are some of the benefits that you have found in your own life by having less and, and having a closet that can breathe, so to speak? Well, there are some really easy to notice benefits right off the bat, like you can get ready on time, which used to be a problem for me because I was deciding on what to wear and trying on multiple outfits. Uh, less decision fatigue because you're not spending that valuable resource of your, your mental energy trying to figure out what to wear every day. You don't really have a big selection, so it's much easier to choose. Uh, you save money, of course, by not shopping for sport. Uh, or shopping to soothe your soul, or shopping for all the reasons you may have shopped before. Uh, you, in many cases, uh, look more put together, more comfortable in your clothes, because you're wearing things that you've decided are right for your body and your lifestyle, versus listening to what other people or um, marketing messages are telling you are right. And then bigger picture, I mean, you have more clarity, you have more space to decide what you really love. So if you think I love shopping, I love shopping, maybe you don't know what you love. Uh, but when you remove that, you can decide, was it shopping? Or now that I have some more resources to devote to other things, maybe I can figure out some other things that I enjoy and love. Uh, that, and that's just the beginning. I mean, it really has been life-changing for me to dress with fewer items and to uh, resist going back to a closet full of clothes that I don't care about. Yeah, I have to agree that when you have a closet that is stuffed, you know, I've, I've seen girlfriends of mine, you know, in the preparation of getting ready for whether it's a date or going to work, but like literally almost in tears, like, ah, I have nothing to wear. And they're, you know, throwing things everywhere. And it's like, it's such a level of stress. And like, I look at that and I think, my goodness, is it really worth it to have all of those things that are really not benefiting your life in any way versus having this, like you said, clarity when you can walk into your space and breathe. And it's as simple as I have these three tops to choose from. Which one is it going to be? It's going to be this one. Like, you know, just really simplifying it. Because I feel like we have to make so many damn decisions every day. Like, so much is coming at us. Our lives are already hectic and busy. It's like in every pocket of your life that you can simplify, I feel like it gives you less panic. You're less overwhelmed. You don't feel as stressed. I feel from a feng shui standpoint that it helps you not only breathe and, and have clarity of mind, but I feel like it helps you sleep better. Um, there's just so much that can be said about having clutter, and most of us have our closets um, within our bedroom. So, like, if you know that it's going to be difficult to choose something in the morning, that just gives you anxiety. So, I agree. I think that having a, a simpler closet to wear it's just a matter of a couple of things to choose from. I think it allows you to have 
peace of mind, that grace that you were talking about. And then you do free up these resources that can be, maybe you donate your time, maybe you give back in other ways. And the money that you would have been spending on clothes that are useless and mean nothing to you can now go into retirement. You can start building your wealth. I mean, that seems more beneficial to me. Sure. There's a, a lot of different directions you could go in. Uh, and I think what's nice about the closet is it's someplace you go every single day, sometimes several times a day. So you can notice that benefit of living with less in that one area very quickly. And it really does inspire that curiosity about simplifying other areas of your life. Now, what do you say I had, um, put this out, Brittany had done a, a great newsletter last week and, and just wanted to get some feedback from people about some of the questions that they had. And um, most of them I've asked you, but one of them in particular, which I thought was kind of enlightening was um, for women whose weight changes or goes up and down, or they have different life events, like maybe they get pregnant. How do you work around a capsule with those types of challenges? Sure. That's definitely a, a concern that has been um, brought up to me many, many times. And uh, actually, one person at one of my events brought up a great answer to this, which I had never considered. And that was, if you did have this you know, massive change in weight, keep in mind that instead of replacing your entire wardrobe, you'd only, which may be a closet full of clothes, you only have to replace a few items that you have, uh, which I thought was really an interesting way to look at it. But the the bigger picture, I think, is that in three months' time, which would be the time you're experimenting with this, I think that if you lose or gain a few pounds, you're probably going to be okay in all of your clothes. And if it's a bigger issue than that and you're gaining or losing more than that, maybe the, the closet portion of your life right now isn't the most important and you have to address some other things that are going on. Um, in my experience, living with less stress uh, has prevented a lot of that weight up and down. So I don't need three different sizes worth of clothes or two different sizes to bounce back and forth in anymore. Uh, and I don't know if it's all having to do with the, you know, the, le the simpler, less stressful life, but I'm sure that contributes. Uh, and then for life, events like being pregnant or maybe it's something you're going through a big change. It might not be the right time to be playing around with a capsule wardrobe. You know, maybe that then is more stressful. And so I think it's just figuring out when it works best for you, realizing that it's only for three months and giving it your best shot. This is not a challenge or a project in suffering. So if you get halfway through and it's not working out, fix it. Yeah, I think that is great advice. I think that especially women in particular, they're like, okay, we're going to be gung-ho and we're going to go into this. And then, you know, they, they go into it with such gusto and then they feel like a failure because of X, Y, Z reason. So I think that it's great that you're giving them a lot of leeway and really experimenting and being curious about it and how can you make this work for you and what would this look like for you um, and really taking the time to figure out what, what that could be like for you. Um, 
I know that when I was going through my divorce, I pared down quite a bit and I was going through, I had lost an enormous amount of weight and like I'm as calm and chill as they come. Like I meditate and I, you know, I, I spent a lot of times outdoors, but I still had a lot of stress in my life and I just became really, really comfy with stretchy pants because they <laughs> always fit me well and I found some really great ones from Athleta that actually uh, were great sports pants, but they also looked really great. Like they looked at like uh, dress up black pants. So I thought that I was like, oh my God, these are like the most brilliant things that have ever been invented because they could go in both worlds easily. Um, and you couldn't tell and they were stretchy. So they were like my, you know, God's gift to women because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, these are perfect. So um, I would just add to what you said, you know, just maybe like, approaching it with that curiosity and approaching it with experimentation and, and just finding those things that might work for you. Cause that was my solution and it worked brilliantly. Yeah. And this isn't a success or failure kind of thing. It's a, what am I learning about myself and my life kind of thing? <laughs> and I think that's a really good point. One of the reasons that Angie and I had been talking about this concept of a capsule wardrobe is from a feng shui standpoint, we were talking about how, a lot of women do struggle with weight and especially weight gain. And we had started a conversation about how, isn't it interesting when we meet women who have closets that are stuffed to the brim and you can barely walk in them, that they are usually overweight. And when we would, from a feng shui standpoint, we would start clearing out those closets and getting them organized, they would start to lose weight. So we thought it was such an interesting correlation and I had actually done a couple of articles about that and we had started a challenge to see if we could just get people to clean out their their closets and pare down and, and get them um basically with less stuff and we did a, a a pretty controversial is your closet making you fat challenge and we were really surprised a lot of people that had worked with us on this to it was basically an experimentation wasn't towards capsule but just how those clothes are really affectingly affecting you mentally and physically um that's when I felt like some light bulbs were going off and people were like, oh my God, I had no idea. But it all ties into the psychological, oh, but I love to shop and I love to, you know, but it, it it's that therapy. There's something that you're pushing down um, and you're driving that energy into other things rather than facing it. So I feel like when you get to the point of getting to this capsule wardrobe or just pared down wardrobe, um, I do feel like you free yourself up and start to figure out who you are, which I think is amazing. Definitely. I agree. Well, Courtney, we are, I knew it was going to go by quickly. We're almost at 50 minutes here. Um, I wanted to very quickly have you just talk about um, your website. Is it project333.com? It's not, it's actually. Not. <laughs> it's uh, so. There used to be a project333.com, but I closed it, and okay. then now everything is at my central website, which is bemorewithless.com. Oh, well, that's even better. But if you just search for Project 333, it'll, it'll lead you to, um, to my site and to the rules of the program and to some advice on how to get started. Perfect. And like I said, I didn't really go on it because I wanted to really come at you with like dumb layman questions rather than be coming, you know, come at you with all these professional questions. Um, for somebody who is new to the idea of a capsule um, 
can they go to your website and really get like the bare bones basics uh, of how to get started and what it looks like and all the rules and everything? Definitely. Everything they need is there. And if they do have any questions or would like to reach out to you, is the best way to find you via your website? It is. And I'm pretty active on Instagram and uh, Twitter at be more with less. And I like to share a lot of different people's uh, capsule collections and their outfits of the day and things like that. So you can find that all on Instagram. Perfect. And all of your uh, social handles are be more with less. Uh, pretty much. Yes. Perfect. Well, Courtney, thank you again for doing this interview with me today. I'm so excited to hear people's feedback about this um, and paring down and, and really embracing the idea of a capsule wardrobe. So thank you for all of your information and, and sharing your tips with us today. Well, I lo I've loved our conversation, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks. I think it's safe to say that simple really is the new black. I've seen it again and again with my own clients paring down whether it's your pantry, your laundry room, or even your closet. It helps you breathe easy. It brings clarity to you. It brings clarity and focus into your life that you've never felt before and it just feels really good. I'm so excited that I was able to share this interview with you today and I'm excited that maybe some of you listening today will explore and experiment with the idea of doing a capsule. I can say from experience that I did mine not because I wanted to but due to circumstance of a divorce but that happened to me four years ago uh, and I'm still doing it to this day. There's something to be said about walking into a closet that is easy and one less thing for me to have to do. So I challenge all of you that are listening to this and have made it to the end to try it. I love the idea of just boxing everything up, placing it in another room, and just seeing how that makes you feel and how that helps you on a day-to-day -day basis. Be sure to let us know. I'd love to hear back from you. I want to thank you for listening to this show today. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at gatesinteriordesign.com. If you would like to find me on social media, it's at the Amanda Gates. And don't forget to visit us online at gatesinteriordesign.com. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now.